Today we are uh, concluding our series called Conversations. And the prayer that I want to talk to you about today is the prayer, Forgive Me, Lord. Today I want to talk to you about the prayer, Forgive Me, Lord. This is a prayer that I have prayed Many times. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, me and my wife, we went on a cruise. And before the, the cruise started, I, I prayed this prayer. I said, forgive me, Lord, for all the food I'm about to eat this week. Because I put on about five pounds and I ate and I ate. If you know anything about a cruise, unlimited ice cream, food at dinner, get three entrees. So I think I prayed that a few times. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Forgive me, Lord. For all this food that I'm eating and you know what I've been in grocery stores and I've been in malls and and I've heard it pray this way Maybe you're a parent. And maybe you've prayed it or remember you remember your parent praying it Forgive me lord for what i'm about to do to this child and you And you know what i've heard that prayer forgive me lord and i've heard people use it jokingly and you know tongue-in-cheek But i've also heard people pray it seriously myself. I have prayed it Seriously, or maybe I made a mistake and I messed up and I I needed to repent and come before God and say, forgive me, Lord. Or or I'm feeling guilty because, again, I've messed up and I've done something wrong and I say, forgive me, Lord. Matter of fact, guilt is a great warning light for us that we should be praying this prayer. Guilt is like a corrective warning light. It's okay. It's like, okay, hey, there's something in our life that is wrong. It needs to be corrected. It needs to be fixed. And the best way for us to start that process is by praying, forgive me, Lord. Jesus teaches us to pray this prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Throughout this series, we've been going through the Lord's Prayer. And so I want to read it to you again today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 12. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And verse 12 there where Jesus teaches us to pray, forgive us our debts. That's the same as saying to the Lord, forgive me. Lord, a simple prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray for our forgiveness. Yet at times in my life, it almost seems like, is that too easy? Is it really that simple? Because you know, there's been times where I've prayed, forgive me, Lord, and I haven't felt forgiven. Like what, what, what went wrong? What, what, what's, what's the problem? How come I prayed this prayer, but yet not quite, not felt, not quite felt that forgiveness? Why have I felt like I need to pray it like a couple more times and, well, what's the problem? And, and I believe that, you know, the problem's not God. The problem can be us. The, the problem can be us not fully understanding how God forgives. And so we don't understand everything that goes along with this prayer. And so we're going to look at that today. Today we're going to look at the four ways God forgives. Four ways God forgives. These are four things that happen. When we pray, forgive me, Lord. The first way is this. God forgives instantly. When we pray, forgive me, Lord, God forgives instantly. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. It says, let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of thinking. Let them turn to the Lord our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. 
He is quick to forgive. See, the moment I pray, forgive me, Lord, God forgives me instantly. There's no hesitation. He does not hold it over my head. There is no delay. And we have a hard time understanding this because, honestly, we're probably not as quick to forgive as the Lord is. Well, when someone does us wrong and, and they come for forgiveness, you know, there's something inside of us like, they kind of need to pay. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just be honest with you. Me and Jamie, if we get in an argument or a disagreement, Jamie's quick. She's like, okay, I want to solve this right now. Yeah, I forgive you. Will you forgive me? And, and she's ready. And I, I'm just not that quick. I'm just, I look, I want to be mad. Just leave me, I'm not ready to forgive you. you, you, you ever said that one? I'm not, it's not that easy. Like, you can't get off that easy. You know what I mean? You, we want people to beg a little bit, right? Well, we want them to grovel. They need to understand what they did wrong. You know, I, I mean, there's couples out there. You will sleep in different beds one night just to prove a point because you don't want to forgive. You don't want to make it right. And so we oftentimes we aren't quick to forgive. We, we, we struggle with that. However, thankfully, God is not like that. Thankfully, God is always quick to forgive. The moment you and I come to him and, and ask for his forgiveness, he forgives us that instant. He never makes us wait. First John chapter one, verse nine, it says, if we confess our sins to God, he will keep his promise and do what is right. He will forgive our sins and purify us from all our wrongdoings. When we pray, forgive me, Lord. God and and his his perfection and his character and who he is, he forgives us instantly. So that's the first way God forgives. The second way God forgives is God forgives repeatedly. God forgives repeatedly. Quick survey. How many of you have ever made the same mistake twice? You know, have you ever been there? Same mistake, same sin twice. I think we all have been there. We are all imperfect. We are going to mess up. We will, we will never be perfect. But when we ask for forgiveness, look what happens. The Bible tells us in the middle of Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17. It says, but you are a forgiving God. One who is compassionate, merciful, patient, and always ready to forgive. You've never abandoned them. God is always ready to forgive. He's always ready. Not just the, the, the first time we struggle with a sin or, or commit a sin, but he's always ready to forgive. In fact, God is more, is more eager to forgive us than we are to ask him for forgiveness. That, 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 that's the kind of God that he is. But we, we struggle with this. We struggle with thoughts of, man, how many times can I mess this up? I feel like I'm praying the same prayer over and over and over again. Like we try to get slick with God. We try to, you know, phrase the, the prayer of forgiveness in different ways, you know, and we, we just run out of ways and we, we maybe get frustrated with ourselves. I just keep making the same mistake. This forgiveness is going to run out. I've just prayed this too many times. But I want you to know that God never tires of us c- coming to him ask, uh, about the fact that we need his forgiveness. Or we struggle with thoughts like this. We keep repeating the same thing. We're like, you know what? God's done with me. I, I got to do this now. I got to do this on my own. I, I, I ha- God has bailed me out, but now I got to get it right. I, I have to figure it out. I got to get my life together. I got to figure out how to fix this thing. And then I'll come to God. 
That's not God's desire. God's desire is that we come to Him first. Even if it's repeated, it's come to Him again. Forgive me, Lord. And that's the beginning of fixing it. That's the beginning of making it right. It's the process of coming to Him and saying, Forgive me, Lord, and, and now help me. Help me, Lord. What do I need to change? What do I need to do? I obviously didn't make the right adjustments. What do I need to remove from my life? Well, what do I need to tweak? And that starts the, the process of being forgiven. Keep asking for God's forgiveness because God forgives repeatedly. We need his repeated forgiveness because we are, we are imperfect. We are going to make mistakes for the rest of our life. Now, now let me say this. I, I do want you to understand me here. God's forgiveness is not a free pass to sin. I know some of you are thinking, yes, I'm getting drunk tonight. God forgive me. I'm going to get drunk the next night. Lord forgive me. Thank you. No, that's not how it works. All right. It's about repentance, okay? It is, it is about us having a heart that wants to please God and honor God. It's a heart that acknowledges, okay, I, I, I messed up. I'm wrong. I want to fix this. I want to do better. God, help me in this situation, okay? So I, 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 I just want to make that clear. I don't want any of y'all playing Monopoly trying to get, you know, your get out of free jail card. You know what I mean? Like, there, there, there is a part that we have to play. We do have to ask for his forgiveness repeatedly, but then we got to make the adjustments. We gotta commit ourselves to the Lord. It's like taking out the garbage. If your home is like mine, I got garbage cans throughout the home and then they pile up and we dump them in a bigger garbage can and then when that one gets full, we take it to the garbage can that's outside and then we dump it in there and then the trash man comes and pick it up, picks it up. And we have to repeatedly do this because garbage keeps, you know, keeps building up in our home. Just like sin. Sin's gonna keep building up. We're gonna make mistakes and so we gotta keep taking out the trash. We need to ask God for forgiveness repeatedly. But if we don't do that, what happens? It's gonna get funky. It's going to get stinky. I mean, you, you, you walked into your house and be like, whoo, time to take out the trash. Like, what in the world did we cook last night? You know what I mean? Sometimes you look like, what is in there? You know what I mean? But you don't leave it in there. You just don't let it stink up your home. You, you, you take it out and you put it in the garbage can. That's what we got. We got to come to the Lord and, and ask for his forgiveness. When the, tra- when the trash piles up, when it's in, we, we got to take it out. We don't leave it in there and let it stink up. Our home. Now, here's the second thing. I've yet to see anybody, after their trash has been picked up, go to the landfill, find all of their trash, pick it up, take it back home, just drop it in their living room. Like, ah, that's some nice trash. Oh, there's a leftover cheeseburger with some with, with with some mold on it. Let me just. No, that's nasty. We don't do that. And I say that to say that once the trash has been taken out, we need to leave it out. Okay, once we ask God to forgive us, again, he does forgive repeatedly, but when it's out, we don't go to the landfill and get the trash and bring it back in, bring it back in our house. No, we make a correction. We make an adjustment. We say, okay, God, how do I honor you more? How do I, how do I please you more? What do I need to do so this trash does not come back into my home? Will your home ever be trash free? No. Because again, we're imperfect. And that's why God's grace is so amazing. That's, that's how he, again, he forgives us repeatedly, but it's about us having a repentant heart. And say, okay, God, when the trash comes, I'm going to take it out. When the trash comes, I'm not going to leave it in here. I'm not going to let it stink up my life or, 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 you know, stink up my family. I'm going to remove it. I'm going to take out the trash. I'm going to take it out. And so when we realize we've sinned, what do we do? Man, we confess it. We take out the trash. We say, I realized you've forgiven me and I'm going to change. I'm going to make adjustments. It's foolishness to let trash build up in our house and smell up everything. So remember, God forgives repeatedly. The third way that, that, that God forgives, 
is God forgives freely. God forgives freely. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Pastor Chris, nothing's free. I tried to get something for free yesterday. I tried to talk to this guy and to give me something for free, and he didn't give it for free. I, I got to pay bills. I got to pay the mortgage. Nothing is free. I get pulled over by the police officer. I got to pay a speeding ticket. I mean, I mean, nothing is free. Somebody's got to pay. I know I'm paying. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's got to pay. Nothing is free. And you know what? You're right. Somebody does have to pay. And somebody did pay. His name is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on that cross, he paid for all of our sins, all of our mistakes, every single one. You are very correct. It, it, because of his death and what he paid, his forgiveness is free for us. And God forgives freely. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 24. It says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But God treats us much better than we deserve. And because of Christ Jesus, he freely accepts us and sets us free from our sin. What does it mean when, when God freely accepts us and, and sets us free? You know what it means? Four things. First is this. We can't buy our forgiveness. You can't pay God for, for, for his forgiveness. You can't pay him with church attendance. You can't pay him with giving. You, you can't pay him with good deeds. It's free. You, you can't pay. You cannot buy things that are free. And Jesus paid the price so that God's forgiveness for us would be free. Two, we can't bargain with God. We can't say, okay, Lord, if you forgive me, I'll never do it again. That's like the worst thing we could pray. Right? Because what happens next week? We did it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just horrible. We try to bargain with God. And, you know, it doesn't even work. If anything, then we feel more guilty. Then we feel more shame. Because we say, oh, God, I said I'll never do it again. Now he'll never forgive me. We're trying to bargain. You can't bargain for something Jesus already bargained for. He gave his life. So it's free. Third is, is we can't try to bribe God. God, if you forgive me, I don't want to do it. But I'll serve in that junior high ministry. Those kids scare me, Lord. But if you forgive me, I'll go, I'll serve, and, 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 I'll, and I'll give my best. Now, if I'm God, hey, by all means, <laughs> come sign up. We want you in the junior high ministry, the high school ministry. Come sign up. We want you to serve. And Thankfully, I'm not God. But seriously, if you want to come serve, come serve in the junior high, senior high ministry. We need you. But you know what? God doesn't work that way can't bribe them. Again, Jesus paid it all. Like we sang in the song, we, we can't bribe them. And then fourth is we don't need to beg. We don't have to say, please, 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 with the cherry on top, waiting 15 years to have forgiveness. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. He, he paid it all. He, he gave his life. He's the one that paid for it. It's already been paid for through Christ and so remember this, God is more willing to forgive us than we are willing to ask. God is more willing to forgive us than we are willing to ask. So we don't need to beg God, we don't bribe Him, bargain, and we don't buy forgiveness. What do we do? The Bible says we just believe. The Bible says we just believe. That's how we get forgiveness, by believing. Ephesians 2 says, for it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. The faith part there, that is us Believing. It, 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 it's not our own doing, but it's God's gift. And forgiveness is our greatest need because we are all imperfect. And forgiveness is God's greatest gift 
to each one of us. His, his healing gift of grace is the greatest thing that God gives us. And, and so how do we get that kind of healing grace? If, if we want to be forgiven of, of, of every sin in our life, how, how do we achieve that? It's as simple as A, B, C. Admit, believe, commit. Admit, believe, commit. If you want to write that in your notes, admit, believe, commit. First things we got to admit. Admit that we are wrong. Admit that we are in need of God. Admit, okay, God, you're right. I was wrong. I'm not going to blame anybody else. I'm not going to make up any more excuses. I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I'm imperfect. I need you. And so we admit it. Then we believe. We believe that God wants to forgive us. We believe that Jesus Christ came and that he died on a cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins. We believe that God forgives instantly. We believe that God forgives repeatedly. We believe that God forgives freely. We believe it. We believe what he has done and we receive it. We accept it through faith. We believe. We believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross so that we wouldn't have to pay for our sins. He paid for them. And then see, we commit. We commit our life to God. We say, okay, God, I've been trying to do things my way. Now I'm going to do things your way. God, you take the wheel. You're in charge. You are the manager. I, I, I give you control. I haven't done a really good job. So you know what? You're number one. You call the shots. I commit my life to you. Admit, believe, commit. By doing that, we'll receive forgiveness. See, God is waiting for you no matter what you, or excuse me, God is waiting to forgive you no matter what you've done in your life. God is waiting to forgive you no matter what you've done in your life. God forgives freely. Okay, God forgives instantly, repeatedly, freely. And fourth, God, the fourth way God forgives is God forgives completely. When we pray, forgive me, Lord, it's instant. We can pray it repeatedly. His, uh, his forgiveness is free. And he forgives us completely. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. It says, you were once dead because of your failures and your uncircumcised, corrupt nature. But God made you alive with Christ when he forgave all our failures. He did this by erasing the charges that were brought against us by the written law God's had established. He took the charges away by nailing them to the cross. Notice it says all failures. It says he, he, he erased the charges. It says he took the charges away. See, Jesus was nailed to the cross so we don't have to keep nailing ourselves to the cross. Jesus was hung up for our hang-ups. And when Jesus died on that cross with his arms outstretched, the last words that Jesus said was, It is finished. Now I want you to catch this. He didn't say, I am finished, because he's not finished. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He is alive today. He is God. But he said, It is finished. Well, what, what is it and what does that mean? It means he has paid for all of our sins. It, it means there's nothing we need to add to it. It is finished. In fact, in the Greek, in the Bible, that phrase, it is finished, it's only one word. It's, it's the Greek word telio. And it literally means in Greek, paid in full. Paid in full. It was a legal term. If, if back in that, amen. 
If there was, if someone was in a business transaction or paying off a bill, when they paid it, they paid off their mortgage, it was stamped Telio. Paid in full. Just like when you pay off your bills, it would be stamped, paid in full. You don't have to worry about it anymore, right? When a bill is paid, a bill is paid, it's done. Thank the Lord, the bill is paid. And when Jesus, on that cross, when his arms stretched out there, when he said, it is finished, he was saying, Telio, paid in full. Every sin you've ever made, every sin you're going to make in the future, I have paid it in full. Telio, it is finished. It is finished. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God for his, his amazing grace. His amazing mercy that he would give his life to pay for all of our sins. And I don't know if you caught it, but he not only paid for all the sins and mistakes we've committed, but he paid for all the ones we're going to make. See, we're imperfect. We, we need his grace. We need his mercy. And so God, he, he paid it in full. It is finished. Now, again, I want you to hear me. This is not a, a free pass to sin. But if we will pray for forgive me, Lord, with a repentant heart. Again, a, a heart that, that, that wants to do better, that wants to honor God and wants to please Him. A heart that truly says, you know what, I don't even have it all figured out, but I want your forgiveness. I need your forgiveness. I want you to lead my life and to help me. I want true joy. I want true peace. I, I want to be set free from all the junk and the garbage and all I'm, I'm going through. You can come before the Lord. With your heart right, say three words, forgive me, Lord. And he forgives you completely, completely. And I want to encourage you, don't hold on to something that God has already paid for. You're not trying to repay bills that have already been paid for. They're paid. They're, they're done. Don't hold on to sins and mistakes that God has already paid for, that you have already asked for forgiveness. Again, we kind of get stuck in this. You know what I mean? Where we, where we, am I really forgiven? I want you to truly understand God's forgiveness and the way that it works. I don't want you to feel that every Sunday when you come, you've got to raise your hand every Sunday for salvation because you're wondering, am I really forgiven? Let me tell you, when you come to God with that repentant heart, you're forgiven instantly. When you've got to come to him again, you don't have to wait till Sunday. You can come to him right in your bedroom. You can come to him in your car. You know, you cut somebody off. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. Help me to be better with my driving. You know, you can come to God and be repentant, and he forgives. It's free. It's no, again, he gave his life for us. And then his forgiveness, it's complete. It's complete. Forgive me, Lord, is a simple prayer, but it packs a major punch. It packs a major punch. And so I hope when you leave here today, and Lord knows we're all going to slip up. It may happen today. It may happen tomorrow. Whenever it happens, that you can come before God. Say, forgive me, Lord. And you really know what that prayer means, how powerful it is. That when Jesus taught us to pray that prayer, well, it wasn't something small, but it was something big. That God forgives instantly in that moment. You don't got to keep asking over and over again and begging and pleading. You can just come with a repentant heart and says, forgive me, and instantly... You're forgiven. That when you do mess up, and I mess up, and, and we have other issues throughout life, again, repeatedly, we, we can come to the Lord. God, forgive me. If it's, a, if it's a, you know, a cycle of sin, the same sin, you know what? Just forgive me, Lord. Okay, what, what do I got to change now? What do I got to change, Lord? Well, what do I need to adjust? What do I need to do? What do I need to remo remove? Show me, Lord. I, I want to have victory over this area of my life. He forgives repeatedly. He forgives freely. You can't buy it. You can't bargain for it. You can't bribe him. You can't beg him. 
Jesus paid for it all. And he forgives completely. That's how amazing his mercy and his grace is. That his death on that cross, he said, it is finished. Paid in full for you. For humanity. For all mankind. God wants all mankind to experience his forgiveness. God wants all mankind to have that moment where they come to him and say, forgive me, Lord. I give you my life. I give you my all. So yeah, this prayer is, should be a part of our, our lives and everything that we do. So I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and leave here with, with hope today in God's forgiveness and all that he has in store for your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your forgiveness.